The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Thank you, Emily. We are back. The View from a Pew. I was trying to figure out how many years we had done this, and we started it in 04, so it would be 19 years that we've done The View from a Pew, and very thankful to have this ministry and to have you being a part of it. Uh, Pastor Delmar Austin is my co-host uh, every day, unless he's out gallivanting with his son running marathons, which I, I'm really happy for you because Thank you. You're, you're, you're over 60. I am. Okay, and you're running half marathons. I still am at this point. And your son runs full marathons. He does. Does he p- tick, pick on Does he pick on you because you only run the half marathons? You know, he is like my personal trainer. Oh, okay. Whenever I go to visit him, he tries to get me more in shape. It's like, come on, Dad, we got to run some more, and you got to, you know, you got to develop your pace better. And he, he also supplies me. He works for a a running store, a a store where you have all the gear that you need to go running. And uh, so he's always introducing me to new shoes, new running equipment. and uh, So you're like his biggest customer. I, I am a pretty good customer. He gives me some stuff out oh, <laughs> from the uh, running store yeah. that, that he buys and, and pays for. But uh, it's, uh, it's really a, a very neat experience, and I like to stay active. I really do. I well, and what it. a great thing for a father and son to do. It is. You know, it it's is. fun to do together. So for this week and next week, we're going to be talking about music and how we're impacted emotionally and in other ways by the music we hear, not just at church, but mainly church music. But it's the different styles from gospel to folk to contemporary Christian to traditional hymns. And uh, you were telling us a little bit of a story yesterday about how you, you danced with was, Jewish men, yes, at the Wailing Wall, yes, that's I'm 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 envious. Well, it was, it was quite an experience, and and I wish I had known what I was singing. I I didn't understand the Hebrew that that they were singing in, but I knew that it was fitting because uh, it is a prayer chant really yeah. that's happening, and uh, there's just joy in their experience of, of knowing and following God. Well, my last trip, I try to go every few years now because of my surgeries and everything. It's been a while. But we were there on Christmas Eve of 2016, and we were at the Church of the Holy Scepter. Mm-hmm. And that is the church that is actually um, saying that Je- it's built on the place that Jesus supposedly was crucified. And there are only two places in— and buried. And buried, yes. yes. There are only two places that uh, claim that in Jerusalem. And, of course, one is uh, Gothica. Did I say that right? Golgotha. Golgotha. Well, all right, I was close. Uh, not for you, though, I had to be exact. <laughs> and uh, then this place. Anyway, it's Christmas Eve. It's not busy. It's not a busy time there. And all of a sudden, we hear 
these people very slowly. We watch these people very slowly, kind of in choir robes, come down the 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 hallway of this church, stone church. I mean, just uh, it, it looks like it's from the dark ages, you know, and. I, I didn't understand. It was in French, I later learned. It was uh, in French, and I didn't know that. But pretty soon, I picked up on the tune. And it was a, a hymn that we would always sing. and But, of course, we would sing it in English. When we got done, much like you, one of the people in the choir saw me because I, I, I don't know whether I was weeping or not. I spent a lot of time weeping in Jerusalem because it's just it's an incredible place. But anyway, they got me between two of them in the middle, so you really couldn't see me very well. And we sang Amazing Grace, and they sang it in French, and I sang it in English. And the number of people within that choir that came to me and were just so happy that they had heard it Mm -hmm. in English, Mm -hmm. and yet they were singing it in French. And it's another example of how worldwide music can be, whether you know the words and you don't know the song, or you know the music and you don't know the words. Very moving. You know, when we say that music is inspiring, it's not just uh, making us feel emotional. (laughs) Inspiring has to do with how it helps us to live our lives, to make right kind of choices, to move in certain directions. You remember the sound of music. Oh, yeah. And, the hills uh, are alive. Right. Maria's out in the hills. Yes. But there's one key song that's in there, which is Climb Every Mountain. Yeah. And, and what a classic. The, the setup for it is, is that Maria is not doing real well there in the, in the uh, nunnery or the convent, and she is there before the... The head sister, yeah, uh, or or the mother that's uh, over the the whole group, and uh, the the song says, "Climb every mountain." This is the instruction that she's giving to Maria and saying, "You need to reach out, climb every mountain, ford every stream, follow every rainbow until you find your dream." You need to be inspired to reach to become who God meant you to be. And, and that, to me, is the value about, the, about what music does. It inspires us, and it helps change our lives. It helps us to make the right kind of choices because we recognize the beauty of uh, what God has for us. Delmar Austin is my co-host today. As always, I'm Mac McCoy, and this is The View from a Pew, and you can uh, email us at Mac, M-A-C, like macaroni, at theviewfromapew.com. You know, you mentioned something a minute ago. We are all gifted with different things, uh, everything from hospitality, hospitality, hospitality to preaching to taking care of kids, uh, music, etc. Um, I, I just want to put this out if I can gently say this. You probably don't have the gift of criticizing church music. God is not a God of confusion. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, that's okay. But I, I don't think God would give someone the job to go into a church and uh, 
complain about the music a lot. Now, if if you don't like the music where you're at, God bless you for staying there because that's no reason to leave. Um, I used to have a friend of mine that came in after the music was over, you know, first three or four songs. But remember to so many people that this song is a blessing. This music is a blessing. For some people, that's their worship. The message becomes a secondary. Uh, for me, the, the, the message was always the primary, but I enjoyed the music. So you brought up gifts, and I just wanted to let someone know who thinks they're a, God brought them into this world to be a church hymn critic. Eh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, you know what we want to do as we talk about music is talk about what the Bible has to say about music. And it's interesting to me, when we go over all these texts, the Bible doesn't really tell you what's right and what's wrong, what kind of musics to use, what styles of music to use. It just talks about music, and it talks about the blessing of music. And uh, when you see that, you begin to realize that God uses music like he uses so many things oh, yeah. in order to be a blessing in our life. Music ought to inspire us to follow God more faithfully and to recognize how good and, and loving that he is. I think people would be really surprised if they knew how many of the lyrics that are in songs are actually verses in the Bible. Yes, I think they would too. I, 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 I am always happy when I say, oh, that David said that in Psalms or Ecclesiastics or, you know, whatever it is. But a lot of lyrics for music, even secular, comes from the Bible. So that's another way to respect that. That's because from the beginning, the, the word, many of the words that were written in Scripture were for the purpose of music. Yes, yes. Yeah. David uh, uh, played the harp and things like that, and he wrote the book of Psalms. Yes, he did. Um, he probably wrote as many verses or lines or stanzas um, in, in Christian music and church music than anybody else. I mean, I love Paul, but I've never heard, I've got a thorn in my side and I can't figure it out, Ula Ula Ula. There actually are a few New Testament songs that yeah. uh, are using the, the words of, of Scripture, and, and who, which do it very well. But David did write many of the great psalms oh, yeah. that were intended as music. Now, if, if you look in, into Psalms, there are also other writers that uh, wrote these lines. Uh, David was not the only one, but David did write a, the bulk share of uh, the, the words and the music that are in the Psalms. So and, as and most of those, Mac, most of those, the music is gone. We don't have that today, but the words we still have. What do you mean the music's gone? The actual uh, melody that uh, was sung along with uh, some of these psalms, we don't know for sure what it was. We, oh. it's, it's been lost to history. I didn't know that. Yeah, but but we do have the words still, and so we can we can bring up new melodies and and we can put those words to new melodies. You know, I always um, uh, I'm a hummer. I just seem to be always humming or always singing. Uh, I know that uh, the, uh, the folks that sit in front of me at church uh, will often say, you know, you just don't ever stop singing, do you? I think it's a compliment, but I'm never going to ask them. But I enjoy singing, and I'm always thinking, I'm going to take this verse or that verse, and I'm going to put it with that song. 
Well, I know of a, of a worship leader by the name of Jimmy here at a local church, and that's what he does. Yeah. He takes contemporary songs and puts Bible verses and stuff with them. And uh, it's really enjoyable to hear the different kinds of ways people worship God through music. You know, that's been done for a long time, for centuries, in fact, that different, mu- different uh, melodies are connected with religious words. And we're all blessed by it. In fact, a lot of the, the hymns we sing, we don't even realize yeah. that they came from secular songs. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and part of that is, um, you know, we don't have hymnals anymore. We have words on the screen. And I'm, I'm okay with the words on the screen. Yeah. Number one, it gets you, you know, a little stretched out in the diaphragm right. so you can sing better. But when you go back and look at those pages, you can see, oh, when it was written and who wrote it and other songs. And some of that leads us to, oh, well, that song's written by the same person this one song was written by. Yes. And uh, I always enjoy that. All right. My co-host today is Delmar Austin. He is a retired pastor. I'm Mac McCoy. I'm, I'm a retired something or another. But we enjoy being with you here every afternoon on your local radio station at 4 o'clock Central Time. And then if you go on Facebook or you go on YouTube or some of those other places that have a visual as well as an auditory, you'll see our webcast. And that's what we're recording right now. Uh, the other thing is we're on pe- podcasts all around the world, as many as we can. And we invite you to go to your uh, podcast platform, put in The View from a Pew, and find this show and many others as podcasts on the Internet. I'm Mac McCoy. I want to thank the folks at DivineTruthChristianStore.com. Anytime you need something, give them a call or look them up at Divine Truth Christian Store. Divine Truth Christian Store, where you'll find more.